0: Hey, hey, everyone. My God, Neil Diamond does our theme music. Holy crow. Who would have thought Neil Diamond? Oh, my God. So, anyways, welcome back to another exciting episode of what's this guy? What's this called? Let, let Me In. Right? That's what we decided. Invite on? Me. Awesome. Yes. Invite me. Oh, invite in. me in, in.
1: Let me in as a movie. Oh. <laughs> or let the right one in as a movie.
0: Yeah. Not the left no. one, not the right one. Invite me in. Invite Bye me you. in so brand new. I was still blown away from Neil Diamond doing a theme song. like oh my gosh. So, episode, what are we? Four. Four. Here is a premise of Invite Me In. We've got two super fans. Jess, say hello. Hello. Xander, say hi. Hi. And a dude who's seen it the first time ever. Travis, say hi. Hello. And... Me, Jim Phoenix, who has no idea what the hell they're talking about most of the time, but it is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Apparently, it was a series or something like that. I don't know. And on episode four. Welcome. Go for it. Take it away, you guys.
2: Um, All right. <laughs> I actually Travis has
1: really like a this lot of opinions there. about this one. <laughs> what's, what's the
0: title of episode? Wasn't title of episode
3: by the way. Teacher's, Teacher's pet, pet. pet. Teacher's pet. All right. The first non-vamp. No, this was when they started doing like the Freak of the Week style episodes.
1: That started in episode
3: three. Three, but this is where with it really the witch. Sh- the witch, and then they kind of picked up here. With here's a creature, we fight it, and then we never speak of it ever again.
0: Mm.
1: Very episodic.
0: Basically, what's the creature?
1: Uh,
3: praying mantis. Yeah, what,
0: what, the, 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 the the insect. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it was a. But it was a. Oh, a bit bigger. Okay, I was like, man, that, yeah. that's, that's like a. Yeah, it's yeah, tiny little ringman. Yeah, it really <laughs> fucks shit up. It's like Ant Man. <laughs> right,
2: Tra- no.
1: You want to talk no, about the, the cold open, Travis?
2: Yeah. Um, so. I called it from the very beginning that this was a Xander fantasy because right off the bat, everything's going well for him. And (laughs) I don't think that that is really how this shit goes down. Um, It's like he goes to, what's the club called again with all the kids? The bronze. The bronze. So yeah, he's like at the bronze. Buffy's like in the middle of a fight with a vampire. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, Buffy, I've got this. And then he punches the vampire and saves the day. And then that's whenever I was like, okay, this is not... This is not the real deal. And then he immediately follows it up by seeing a stage with a guitar. And then he takes it upon himself to go up there and just grab a guitar and start playing like a solo out of nowhere. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I can see how this is a cool fantasy. But if you actually look at this in like real time as an outsider, like somebody there attending the event, that would be the strangest thing to witness. (laughs) Just like some guy just like hopping up on stage, not a part of the band, just ripping a solo. Like, yeah, it's almost like future. that
3: thing. It's like that thing where the guy's like, hey, Steve, I want you to pretend you're a vampire and I'm going to punch you in the face so I can impress this girl I think's hot. Bro, she's going to love it.
1: And <laughs> here's <happen>. Wonderwall.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's, yeah. Uh, so. It, Wait, it was Wonderwall complete- that year? <sighs> Hold on. What year was Wonderwall?
1: Wonderwall always has been and always will be. Yeah,
3: <laughs> well, yeah. What well, year? What year was that? The ninety-five. So that would have been out by then. So he theoretically could you, have played Wonderwall.
1: You know, the only song Xander knows how to play on guitar is Wonderwall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think it was really him playing, or like not like an Elvis thing? Mm. Because back in the day, Elvis used to play And then he got so poor at everything he, They took away the strings Really? Uh, yeah, he was actually just strumming nothing but air There are no strings on his guitars For the latter couple concerts
2: You could get away with that stuff back in the day Like I remember they were talking about The Beatles, how they would play live shows And they couldn't even hear themselves play Because the crowds were so out screaming So like they apparently they sounded terrible
1: What a nightmare scenario
2: Yeah
0: I know being so popular, you can't hear your own music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, guys. Like, yeah.
0: That
1: was just, just like, like performing live and not no, being yeah. able to hear no, it. Like, that, that is too. like terrifying to me as somebody that did band for so long. Like oh, I can't yeah. imagine going out there and not being able to hear what the fuck we're doing.
0: And see, you know who doesn't have the problem? Mr. Neil Diamond. And again, thank <laughs> you much for Neil Diamond for letting us use your theme song. You know, not letting us use your theme song, for making theme song for us. And it's really cool.
2: Is it true that he's going to be a guest on the upcoming episode? Oh, no spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not
0: <laughs> So we have the cold open, which is that. And does anyone believe it for a minute? Oh, no, not one bit. Okay.
1: Yeah, No, he's in, he's in class, really, and he has fallen asleep. And um, the fantasy ends where he thinks like Buffy's going, Xander, Xander. But in real life, she's like, Xander, you're drooling
2: yeah
1: and then we see we see um the teacher like talks to Buffy after class because he asks her a question and um like Willow's in the background trying to like help her give the answer and it's this whole thing and uh he talks to her after class and he is like hey you're quick on your feet. I think if you applied yourself, you'd be really good. Don't listen to what Flutie or any of the other teachers say. Let's uh, let's make them eat your permanent record. Like he gives her the pep talk that she really needs—that supportive right. um, bit from an adult that she hasn't gotten so far.
0: Who's Flutie? The principal. So, okay, not that I then, haven't paid attention in the last couple of weeks that we <laughs> yeah. podcasted this. Sp-
3: and then the can. the teacher. Was right. actually the same teacher from the biology scene from the previous episode, so he actually is
2: a recurring character.
1: Oh, wow. good continuity.
2: Until he dies here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well he
1: immediately dies, because Buffy can't have any kind of a support system.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, but he uh, gets eaten
3: by a gigantic bug.
2: And then cue the awesome theme song. (laughs) All you see is like a claw. So you see he's staying after hours at school, working on something in the lab, and then you see somebody walk in from the door in the background.
1: You know there's a scientist because he's looking at a microscope.
2: Exactly. That's the only way you know. Plus he's got a lab coat. And uh, all of a sudden like a claw comes up or something and grabs him and then he gets dragged away and then cue music. That's it. And I didn't skip it this time, by the way, after the shit that she gave me. <laughs> awesome, you can can skip. Skip.
3: That, that's up there as one of the TV theme songs you skate, You can't skip.
2: I uh, learned that lesson yeah. the <laughs> hard way.
0: <laughs> what we learn? Is it kind of <laughs> growing on you, or just you're doing it just because of, you know?
2: Well, I do it out of respect for Jesse here.
1: He doesn't listen oh. to any theme song. Literally, any. I think the only theme song he will sit through is the Good Place, and that's literally because it's just da da da, da and it's over. I don't know why. This is the song. It's just <laughs> that's all it is. It's like Too three notes.
2: <laughs> it is growing on me a little bit. I'm not gonna say it's one of the best, but I, you know, it's, Wait,
1: it's good. He doesn't skip the Dragon Ball theme. I do. You do.
2: Sometimes I do, man. Okay, it's not like a personal thing. It's not like a matter of I hate this song, so I'm going to skip it. Even if I love it, I'm going to skip it. I want to get straight to the content.
0: I mean, not all theme music can be the X Men cartoon show or Spider Man, as we all get sued. All right, so the theme music happens, boom, and then immediately the biology teacher dies. It dies right before the theme song. Oh my god! Yeah. This
1: show has some ridiculous. really long, cold opens.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then they're basically, everybody's chit-chatting outside. Hey, did you hear about the, dot, why uh, Dr. Gregory's not there? Oh, we don't know. They can't find him. Okay, cool. Here comes the substitute.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, we did miss, we see, Um, we go to the bronze, where Xander is just like, Awkward and trying to talk to guys and lying about how much sex he's had, uh, yeah. and then he like goes over to Willow and Buffy, and he's like, "Just pretend that we're here, that I'm here with you." And, <laughs>
2: and uh,
3: Buffy's like, "No, nah, I'm good."
1: Yeah, and then Angel appears, uh, calls Buffy cold, and she was like, "Well, I don't know you very well," and he's like, "No, you actually look cold," and he gives her his jacket, um, and then warns about a Fort guy.
2: Yeah. He knew what he was doing here, by the way. Like, there's he's like, Yeah, let me I'm wearing a tank top, so let me t- give you this jacket.
1: And
3: that jacket is actually a recurring character. It's the same leather jacket you see her wear a lot throughout the show.
0: <laughs> like is it George Michael's jacket? Because that was kind of it, cool.
1: It's definitely not Angel's jacket throughout the rest of the series because all of a sudden it goes from fitting David Boreanis and he's David Boreanaz is a full, like, foot taller than her, and they had oh. to do a lot of, like, her standing on a crate for close-ups. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because they, they have such a huge height difference. Well, plus,
2: like, the frame of his body is just so yeah, much wider yeah, than her. He's, like, yeah, how does he's that, so much
1: bigger than her. So, her, so <laughs> they just get her a different jacket.
2: <laughs> but it, it's
3: insinuated that this, the leather jacket she wears throughout the show is angels.
1: Mm-hmm. She must have
3: had
2: it fitted or something, I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean... It's special. It's from the cryptic it's guy. A, it's that keeps the sisterhood
1: head of the traveling pants, but it's a jacket. Uh.
0: So... But I have yeah, no idea so. what Andy's words mean, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so David Boreanaz and has he has traveling pants, but a jacket that she has to stand on a crate to see? Yes.
3: Yes, okay. that's as
0: long as 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I, got, I got weird for a second <laughs> <laughs> otherwise. okay, But...
3: Yeah, so they go back to the so they they talk to the school by like oh the uh, doctor's not here okay cool that sucks, and then the uh, substitute shows up and they do the whole slow motion you know Xander Caesar and he's like yeah, yeah you're pretty which to be fair beautiful woman by the way
1: she is anyway, um, and I think-
3: there's also another connection to the last episode the I'm sorry the second episode where. The guy that played Luke was um, Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Hmm. She was Sindel in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well. So within four episodes, we had two actors that were in the really, really crappy Mortal Kombat movie.
0: Well, there are three of them now, I think.
3: Well, the first one is good. is enjoyable. I haven't watched the new one yet. But yeah, two of them specifically from the second Mortal Kombat movie. Are in Buffy within the first four episodes.
0: So, you think that's like a step
3: up from Mortal Kombat movie or step down? Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, 100%. That movie's garbage. Oh. <laughs> Our sponsor today is. Mortal um, Kombat Annihilation.
0: Oh, mother. Of God. <laughs> <laughs> but we like garbage. We like hot garbage dumpster fires. Yeah. This is why we like cold openings that take 12 hours. And- but no. yeah, and then so she comes up and
3: she's like, I'm trying to find the classroom and all the guys are fighting over her because, you know, hi, I'm... So this is not- much to a grown these men are like, hi, you know, I just got back from football practice. I'll show you what the classroom is. Come follow me.
0: And, and that's the teacher, right?
3: Yeah, she's the substitute
1: yeah.
0: teacher. Okay. She's the new biology yeah. teacher. Does anyone and I don't love this. Yes, okay, thank you. I was going
1: to okay. say, yeah. I don't love this, <laughs> that it's treated like... Like, Travis... You gave Giles so much shit about being at the bronze, talking about how creepy it was, but you didn't say anything about her, like, flirting with students openly.
2: Oh, uh, no, I definitely have an issue with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying... I was thinking the entire time, I think it's really fucking weird that like, she's... I mean, obviously later in the episode, she's inviting these people, like, these students to she's her home. She's
1: inviting them in?
2: Yes.
0: Oh-ho. Oh. Good one. Yes, good one.
2: <laughs> But, yeah, no, I do have issue with it. I mean, right here at the beginning, though, I don't think she's necessarily flirting its guys or, like, yeah, I'm trying to, like, have sex with the teacher. And, you know, it starts off innocent enough, you know. I, you can't really blame her here. She's just asking where her No, question.
1: she's definitely, yeah, no. like, she's there on a mission. She is now. She's trying to get her eggs fertilized.
2: Uh, well, yeah, oh, wow. in, like, hindsight.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: But Sorry yeah, like, I
3: agree with him. To be fair, she was not doing anything wrong. She's like, hi, I'm looking for the classroom. All these guys are rolling over each other going, "No, oh, I'll show you. No, I'll show you.
1: Yeah, and then she's like, uh, I think we should make model egg sacks for the science fair oh yeah and all of
2: the guys are like yeah I'll help you yeah she's like yeah yeah, um, can I get some volunteers for after class to do this and everybody all the guys in the class raise their hands but this is a dead giveaway that you know you know she's going to be an insect later because of course the lesson that she's teaching is insects so and praying
3: mantises specifically
2: which I gotta (laughs) say you guys are talking about how beautiful this lady is I think that she kind of looks like a praying mantis (laughs) <laughs> like, I think they cast her perfectly. Just saying.
0: I almost want to look at the episode now. But, okay, so we had this praying mantis thing, and there was a dead giveaway when she's like, oh, that's not right in a textbook. Like, let me correct this.
1: Hold on. Yeah, no, yeah. so that she comes in and she's like, you all were talking about ants, but here's a praying mantis.
0: Talk about this yeah. instead, and yeah. she had
1: one in a jar, which is a little bit fucked up. If she's actually praying yeah. mantis to have one in a jar, also,
2: it's like having a tiny human in a jar you just carry around.
1: Is that not what people do with babies?
2: Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, right. <It> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay,
1: so, so the of praying mantis. Like yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to all of that. We'll get to all of that. Okay. Um. We go to the cafeteria, and Cordelia, like, actually goes into the kitchen area. She says she's got this whole prescription diet, uh, so she's got to have her stuff back there in the fridge. I just love Cordelia, and i love any chance to talk about her. Um, But when she opens the fridge, she finds uh, Dr. Gregory's headless body.
2: Yeah, which I didn't really... Whenever we first were watching this. I didn't realize what happened. And I was like, why are they gasping at his lap coat? Because I didn't realize that was his body. Yeah, so he
1: was like, wearing like, it's just a jacket. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice jacket, though, you know? It's a, yeah. It, it, it's from David Borealis, or what's his name? Borneo? Yeah. Boreanaz, Boreanaz thank you. Now, so, yeah. okay, so they find the dead body, or she finds the. The headless horse. The headless, right.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, they is go to the library and they're talking about the various clues that they found. Uh, like he was wearing the same clothes that he had been wearing uh, the last time they saw him. So they figure it, that had to be when it happened. Um, they talk about like, you know, vampire stuff because we still have in the background this fork guy. That Angel has warned Buffy about, and so they're trying to figure out if this could be related. But it's not his M.O. to chop off a head, so they think it's uh, they think it's something else. Um, they are looking at what the recent crimes are, and they don't all necessarily match up to what's happened with Dr. Gregory. And the blood isn't drained, so they're so, assuming that no. this is not a vampire situation. And so because it's the, the whole mouth,
3: <laughs> I don't remember was when she, when Buffy went to go find you know vampire claw. Was that before, or after they found his body?
1: After, because this is okay. why they're sitting here and they're looking oh. at the clues. And she's like, "I'm going to go hunting," and Giles says, "Don't go hunting." And then we cut to the next scene where she's hunting. Yeah,
3: yeah. So she 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 goes outside at, at night, of course, and she finds the vampire who's got this massive. This is not like, oh, I have a nice manicure claw. No, this is some big old metal like. your dead claw. Yeah, so she goes to she goes to fight him. And they're having a fight, and uh, he escapes and runs into the substitute teacher, um, Miss French, and she just looks at him, and he hisses and runs off. And Buffy sees this and finds that kind of weird that instead of attacking some random innocent in quotation marks woman, she just gives him the you know the look. He gets scared and runs off. And this was not a Small vampire. This might have been bigger than Luke. This was a large man.
2: Yeah, you know, they were uh, whenever Angel was hinting at him earlier whenever they were at the club, the Bronze. I was kind of um, hoping that it was a situation of them hinting at another creature later on in the series. You know, like I think it would be cool to like lay the groundwork for certain monsters that are out there, and then like have them like you know. Touch on that later on in the series but I was a little bit disappointed to see that this guy kind of played such a minor I mean he plays a role in the episode but he doesn't really like do anything he attacks Buffy or Buffy attacks him this one time and then they use him as like a way later to track her but oh
1: you're gonna he's get the, so frustrated by this series uh, so <laughs> you know, he,
2: was, he was the deus oh, ex machina
3: of the episode
2: yeah
1: yeah So she tells Giles about it the next day, and he's mad that she went hunting, but he's also intrigued about what this could mean. Uh, And she, Buffy, goes into the hall, and I love to talk about this. I love to talk about Kurt Neal yet. Um, So Principal Flutie grabs Buffy and is like, you have to go to counseling because you saw the dead body. And she's like, no, I have a biology test. And he's like, no test, go to counseling. Um, And so she's sitting out in the hallway, and the counselor is just full on... Talking to Cordelia with the door wide open, which is not how that works. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cordelia is just going on. She's like, "It was awful. I haven't been able to eat since. I've lost like seven and a half ounces." And you know, so it, it it did help with my weight loss. Not that I'm saying we should kill somebody to help me lose weight. I'm just saying she's
2: at the right high school then, because that's like yeah. a weekly occurrence. To you. <laughs> she's going to be so
3: skinny by graduation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, also, I made a note because, uh, when Flutie was taking Buffy to counseling, he's like, you have to talk about this stuff, because if you bottle it up, it can lead to, uh, a lot of problems and needing some powerful prescription laxatives, so. who oh,
2: said
3: that? Yeah. Okay. I like the, I like Flutie. I thought he was a funny principal.
1: He was. Wait, I, yeah. I'm excited for the next one that's gonna be coming up, um, yeah. but... Right. I, I, yeah, I I like Flutie
3: too. But he was just because it was a it was supposed to be a very serious drama episode, and he was basically the comic relief whenever there were school scenes yeah. with the obvious fake hairpiece. And he's like, "Well, gee Willikers, what do you think you're doing, young lady? Education's important. Go talk to counselors." And she's like, "Okay." Like you could tell, like he was kind of a hard ass, but at the same time, he actually. Gave a shit about the students at the same time.
1: I think he's like... I think that's one of those uh, situations where he kind of failed upwards. Like, Yeah. Being a principal might not have been... The Dunning-Kruger effect, you know? Like, he... He was maybe good as an educator of some sort, and then he wound up as principal, which maybe was not where he would have excelled at 100%. He
3: may not have been the best principal, but he actually put forth an effort.
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Well, he was really yeah.
2: bad in the first episode whenever he was giving Buffy a lot of shit. <laughs> you remember? But he,
3: yeah. yeah, but he, he was doing the whole, hey, what do you think you're doing? You know, you can't leave campus.
2: I'm what talking you about, think? like, whenever he first, like, brought her into the office. Oh. He's like, listen, I know that you, like, you have a terrible track history or track record, and, you know, I'm just expecting terrible things from you here, basically, is yeah. what he was saying.
0: He's like, you're 400 yeah. times for like a minute and a half. Like, Come on, man. I can walk around that track in a minute and a half. You gotta get your- <laughs> you have a track record? Sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't realize. Uh, okay. So he's the principal and he, he does his principally things. And then she's still not hunting vampires. And the main bad guy vampire claw is brought in kind of like you'd bring in oh, like someone that. to fight Goldberg. <laughs> But, yeah, but that doesn't to happen till
3: yeah. you, you only see him at that one scene
1: where he runs little into little the teacher later.
3: and then you see him in the climax of the episode. You only see him like twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, the, the whole reason they had this counseling session was so that way Buffy gets to class late and while she's waiting out in the hall, Miss um, French turns her head 180 degrees.
0: I mean, so who it can't do
3: that? It wasn't the best CGI though.
1: No, it, it looked was it not
3: good. It was obvious. I'm glad you
2: guys are
1: Yeah, it literally looked like they had like a mannequin or something there and they had her crouching in front of it and turning her body around. Like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't were, a great effect.
2: That's my thing. Like I've seen so many low budget movies way older than this show pull off stuff like that, so much Better and I don't understand. Oh. They just went with like the cheap computer effects.
1: I do think that the, the effects get better later on. This came in like uh, mid season, so well so. that and they
3: also did not know if the show was going to last because this was a mid season replacement for a I forget the name of the show, but this was a mid season replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, we don't know if the show's not going to last, so we're not going to spend all this money in case we get canceled because as you go on through the season, the first season, it basically closes. So like if the show's canceled, Oh, okay. There's no cliffhangers.
1: It's a closed arc. So
3: yeah. So I can see why initially in the first season or so, there wasn't as much money spent on effects because they didn't know if it was going to last.
0: And plus the nineties. I mean, it was 97. (laughs) Oh man, was it? It seems so long ago. So we yeah. had, I guess 97 was long ago. Oh boy. I was a sophomore in high school. No. I don't
3: even no, remember No, I would have been, was. no. March 97, I would have been a freshman in high school. I was oh. in kindergarten. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh,
1: oh okay.
0: Wow. Well. Back in my day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so,
0: anyways, <laughs> the 180 around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's yeah. when we kind of know like something might be amiss.
1: Yeah, Either so that prompts, or she's
0: damn flexible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this prompts Buffy to go to the library and start studying insects. And Giles is like, You're stupid for thinking that she's a bug. And Buffy's like, You literally lectured me yesterday that this is the whole mouth of where things happen here. So um, it, it's a little bit frustrating that she like puts all this hard effort into like trying to figure out the mystery. And everybody the whole time is like, This is stupid. Um, you see
3: that a lot, though, with especially so, a lot of the high school yeah. episodes, where it's like nobody believes me, and then the one thing happens. So it's like, okay, we believe you now. It's like you didn't believe me when all, everything else happened, but the one thing, like his right eye blinks faster than his left. Now you believe me.
1: Yeah, it's yeah,
0: yeah. Basically every Harry That's Potter movie ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so, so Xander goes to meet Miss French um, and she was like, They oh, pulled man, another Jesse before that.
3: Yeah, no, they pulled another Jesse before that because Blaine, which was he was like the quarterback or something, uh he was the oh, one yeah. that was arguing with Xander at the end of the episode when she comes up. Is he was, he went to her house the night before, never came back, and he got the same Jesse. Has anybody seen Blaine? No. He went to her house and he's not here
2: today. Oh
1: well. Yeah. Did they know that I he went
2: to their? I, mean, I, don't I don't think so. that's all kind of like
1: they knew that. Yeah. He no. French the, the night before, but we don't know that. Like she's went just. To
2: so, she's her just house. asking individual people to like go stay after class. Which yeah, but they're like, hey, yeah.
3: he's not. He never came into class. Never came to school today. Does anybody know why? No. Yeah. Okay. Like he got the Jesse treatment.
1: Uh, no, he got better than the going. Jesse treatment because he actually gets mentioned again. Yeah, true, but like we never hear Jesse's name after episode
3: two. That was best friend. They were besties. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a, uh, it's a bit confusing. Um, I want to see that's like, a season, next show. One, season one. does not try to have very much emotion at all until probably Prophecy Girl. Um, it, it it gets more impactful throughout the rest of the series, but season one is very, like we said earlier, it's very episodic. So, oh yeah, oh, we'll there's see. there's
3: one episode, there's one episode specifically that, huh, and most people that've seen Buffy know exactly what episode I'm talking about.
1: Wait, what do you mean?
3: The when it comes to like emotional episodes,
1: there's so many of them. I bet. No, okay. I- Season, mid-season one? five? Mid-season five?
3: <laughs> yeah, the one that people okay. consider one of the greatest episodes of TV ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That one.
1: Yeah, okay. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that and one. The show, the show does end up handling emotion really well later on, but season one just...
2: wasn't <clears throat> even yeah, really an emotional episode. It's just like, you know, Monster of the Week type thing. Bugs. I don't think that they're going for that.
1: Well, we're just talking about how Alexander's best friend... He killed his best friend, and you know he's fine. We never. This is how we should know that Xander is a terrible person right off the bat. He has no like emotion for other human beings. He's got no. End.
2: I think everybody here is just jaded with all the deaths. Nobody cares. How can you care if it happens to like, you know everybody?
0: It was in nineties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those ninety kids, I don't know. And it, it could also be. This is my theory. Xander's best friend, imaginary. Yeah. Entire thing. He was he's doing one big dream sequence with his best friend. No. It's like there's
1: too many people interacted with him, Jim.
2: Yeah, this this wasn't like Snuff Apocalypse.
1: It's not <laughs> a Sense issue where the only person talking to him was Xander. It's like, like a id thing.
0: Like only the kids on There you go. Yeah. It's a hell mouth. We'll play with it on a hell mean, mouth. It, a point. Yeah,
1: no, seriously though, Sunnydale energy is very similar to dairy energy where it's like everybody just kind of brushes off all of the death and appearances, disappearances and stuff like that, so. Uh-huh. But we find really? out because yeah. uh, basically what happens is Miss French uh, finds this whole, like, she's like, oh, I've got a staff meeting. Can you come to my house later to work on this? Which... Would be a red flag, even if it wasn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, I um, never went to a teacher's house to work on a school project. Yeah. Can I say though, whenever like Xander finds out that he has to, like he gets to go to their house, like it like injects like a it's like a splice clip of him like ripping a solo for just a second from the beginning. <laughs> I want that to happen at every Xander victory throughout the series. Like anytime he does something <laughs> well, I like, would we just get like a one second clip of him ripping a solo, and then that's <laughs> the- you're not going to hear it very often then. <laughs>
3: um, oh you won't hear it very often then he's a loser
1: uh, oh okay uh so buffy is very concerned she tells xander that she thinks miss french is a bug and um like the xander doesn't let her get any of this out he's like oh is it so weird that a woman would be interested to me xander she's yeah, a teacher yes it is yeah, it's a is. problem or uh but he's like,
0: playing, sir, guys I-, I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, I can't wait around for you forever, Buffy. And Buffy's like, I've literally given you zero indication that I'm interested yeah, in Yeah, keep waiting. Like, I hate this fucking storyline of and Xander being so into Buffy. Like, And the it-
2: fact that Willow
3: is th- basically throwing herself at Xander, like she genuinely has feelings for Xander. He's like, hey, you're one of the boys. It's all right.
1: Oh, my God. I've got lots of thoughts about that that are going to be very relevant in season three.
3: Oh... Yeah. (laughs) Knowing what happens later, I'm just like, oh.
1: But yeah. So so we see Buffy thinks that she's talked Xander out of going to Miss French's house, but uh, she hasn't. And we see Xander gets there, and she is dressed um, in a much more low-cut dress. She's offering him a martini, which he doesn't drink very well, because it's like Basically straight. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. She okay, so she has a low cut dress and a martini? Yeah, she's like, Mm, also, thank you for
2: showing. May I offer you a cocktail? Huh?
0: They don't
1: know
2: that she's he's going to her house. Oh
1: yeah, no, that's right. Buffy thinks that um Buffy thinks that
2: He just went. Yeah, after he just class. had a meeting after class. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they don't know
1: about that yet. Which is what we're uh kind of getting at with Blaine being missing. They don't realize what happened until Um, Willow hacks into the school records and sees that uh, Blaine's mom filed a report because uh, her son never came back after going to meet with a teacher for a project. So that's when they figure out that Xander might have gone to her house. And then they're trying to find her house. And, oh, uh, not only is she a giant bug, she's also an identity thief. She stole the identity of a 90-year-old woman. Who looks Who, but, really good for her age. Ooh. By yeah. the way,
3: the, the lady that played her was a uh, Jean Spiegel Howard. Nice name. Was Ron and Clint Howard's mother. Oh, what? What? Yes. Who was, Um, she was supposed to be in her 90s, but according to Wikipedia, she would have been 70. Yeah, well, that explains why she looked really good for ninety. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah. no, that was Ron Howard and Clint Howard's mother, who was, who basically didn't actually start acting until the eighties. Oh, her first movie was Cocoon in nineteen eighty five. (laughs) Around, yeah, and she she started in the late eighties and worked up until two thousand when she passed away. Huh. Good for her. Yeah, but I was just like, I thought I was like, oh, this is cool. It's g- given what, you know, the fact that it's Ron Howard and what he's done that, you know, Clint Howard's so beloved specifically in horror movies.
1: I was going to say, Clint Howard, Um, I don't know if you watched The Last Drive-In, but he did a whole guest segment. Fabulous um,
0: guest segment. Absolutely. He
1: was Yes, yeah, like he has to be I, one of your favorite guests that's been on there because he was just, he was so delightful. He,
3: he did, I didn't see Evil Speak. I actually had to work that night cuz I work third shift. But if you go online and look up uh the Monster Vision episodes, there was a summer school series they did where they did Ice Cream Man and he was the guest like he was you the guest star when they did Ice Cream Man,
2: which one I'd love that movie. That but, uh, that's that segment's actually on the Ice Cream Man Blu-ray from Vinegar Center yeah,
3: Clint Howard cool. seems just to be like there was actually one I hate to go off subject, but you could tell like Clint Howard how much this stuff he loves. This stuff they mt. You know how MTV does their basically a lifetime achievement award for the movie awards every year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of goofy because one year they did Jason, one year they did I think King Kong or something. It's somewhat goofy. One year they actually gave it to Clint Howard. Oh, and he accepted it on stage and it was just in tears because he felt. Like he, 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 it felt, to me, it felt good that he was getting his recognition for doing movies. People loved him so much that him getting this somewhat goofy award actually
0: moved him to tears. Well, that's just Clint Howard, man. Yeah,
3: he seems like nice one doing. of the most sweetest men ever.
0: I just don't take ice cream from him, apparently. No. <laughs> or but, go to school with him. Or
3: just just yeah. be nice to Clint for damn... Look, look what happens. You be nice to Clint. Look what happens. Mm, 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 mm. So it's Okay, so wait, Clint Howard's yes. moms in this one. I was like, "What? Was she plays play? the real Miss French." Yes.
1: Yeah, the, old, the, the older Miss lady
3: French. is Clint Howard's mother in real life. Okay. Yeah. And then so
1: they the they're trying check. Yeah, they're trying to figure out where Xander is. They've got a whole plan um because Buffy has done research and she know like she's got Bat sonar recorded because that like disrupts the nervous system of the praying mantis and they're trying to find it. Uh, they can't find the house now since Miss French is not the real Miss French, but she finds a claw, claw vampire and uh, basically beats him up to show her the way to wherever Miss French lives. And that's that's all we see. the claw guy. He's done. He's yeah, over. he's killed. And that's yep. OK, bye. Thank you. But they get in there, and we see that downstairs. So Xander has been caged up, and he's next to oh, he's next to Blaine. So who's they still an apart, asshole. Who's still an asshole? But they rip apart like their cages, so that way they can you know be buddies in the same cell. Um, and Miss French comes in, and she's like full praying mantis now. And uh, she does eni mini manu mo and gets Xander first, and she's got him tied up because she's a little bit kinky. Um, and Willow, Buffy, and Giles break in, but Giles has, uh, flipped the tape, so it's not that sonar at the moment. That it's was kind of Giles funny, though. I, yeah.
3: I I did chuckle at that. It's like, oh, Blob English talk. She's like, what is this? He goes, no, other side. Which, I was like, that was, that was kind of funny.
1: It was his job to record it. You would think that he would have it ready to go.
3: Yeah, he well, recorded it, but just flipped the tape for some reason, because He's apparently he likes to hear himself
2: talk. Jaws is like uh you don't want to have him in battle. He just just never No. But
1: yeah, so they, they end up spraying her with bug spray. They get the sonar thing situated. Uh they behead her. It's all good. And then Willow's okay. like, "Man, it's so unfair that she's targeting you guys because you're surgeons." Oh
0: yeah. And so
1: blame right. Mr. Football Stars like my dad's a lawyer. and you know, I'll, I'll sue you if you tell anybody I'm a virgin. Because he, he like, was he was you. the guy he
3: was one of the guys at the Bronx at the beginning he was like, Oh man, I've been smashing chicks left and right, bruh. And Willow's like, no, you're a virgin. He goes, I'll yeah. sue.
1: And Willow doesn't like the not like the way only Willow can do it, or she just like doesn't even see that. Like she's
3: just so sweet. She's like it's so. She's low key
2: shade. She's like that, uh, I don't think she knows that she's throwing shade
3: because no, she's just she so doesn't. she's
1: pure. She's Willow. Well, that, yeah. that,
2: that takes me back to like whenever they found out that she was targeting Xander because he was a virgin. Because like um, that's when Joss is like, you know, they they target virgins, and uh, Buffy's like, well, Xander's. Probably not a virgin, <laughs> and then, uh, she's a. oh, uh, like, like, no, we gotta die. go. <laughs> yeah.
3: Willow's like, oh shit! Yeah. So, I like, I really like, like go, like it was when we started coming back. Like Willow's become probably one of my favorite characters.
1: Yeah, Willow's so but sweet. But here's the like,
3: thing: is like, her as. Go ahead. No go ahead. No, it's just what, another thing that bothers me. Like we're going back and seeing how well this show did not age in certain aspects where you come in and Willow's supposed to be like this, you know, simple, homely, ugly woman and if anybody's seen Alison Hannigan, like, ever, beautiful oh, yeah, woman. No. she
0: have on her pants?
2: Like, even in American Pie, she was pretty. It.
3: Yeah, like, even in American yeah. Pie, she was pretty and then she, she's a very beautiful woman. They're like, oh, no, she's ugly. Like,
1: No, the the wardrobe for her was was so intense, like, to try and make her look younger and more childlike than she actually is. They hated what they gave her in the first two episodes, so they made them change it up. But so they still had to make her look young and naive and sweet. Um, But it didn't work,
2: though. She was still pretty. Yeah, I think it worked. I think she kind of comes across as, like, the nerdy schoolgirl. She doesn't come across as, like, you know, like the person that Co- is...
0: Claudette or you know, outgoing,
2: Or, you know, what is her name? The girl Yeah, that, what's the... rich girl's Cordelia? name? Cordelia. Cordelia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nothing like her. I, yeah, I think that they, they pulled it off pretty
3: well. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I get that they pulled off the whole, oh, hey, she's supposed to be the nerdy, non, you know, cute look. But at the same time, it was hard to hide the fact that Allison Hannigan's a beautiful woman to begin with, so you couldn't really... Hide all of it like you. They were trying to. I don't but think they were trying
1: to make her ugly. No. I think mean, they're just trying to make her look very young. Yeah, and like, like, yeah. And,
2: like shy people yeah. can be you know beautiful too. I and mean, it's just you know, yeah.
0: It's I have a, it's a question. Their
2: personality. It's kind
0: of yeah. Xander, have you seen a, a teen movie? Like, Not enough. in twenty years. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, <effort laughs> like the formula.
3: I know, like, she's all that, you know? Like, it's like, speaking of teen, I've seen not another teen movie.
0: With Chris Evans, a character. Yeah, where America, they're like, yes.
3: where they have the scene where, like, oh, I'm going to make you over. And they simply just take off her glasses and, like, I'm done. I'm a miracle worker.
0: Yep. And that's that's exactly the point. It's like, I, I, I without seeing, I haven't seen Buffy, but without seeing it, I, I think that's just the reaction of the age. The, 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 yeah. They're still out today. If you see yeah. whatever teen movies we have. It's never um, like uh, a
1: cruel, cruel summer on Freeform. The Jeanette in her nerdy days is just her with braces and curly hair, <laughs> and then when she's cool, like her hair is straight and her braces are off, and it's like, oh, she still looks exactly the same.
2: They do that so oh, much God. in this show too. It's like, yeah. yeah, if you're like, it's like talking about Jesse again, or like whenever he became a vampire, and it was like not cool in one of the earlier episodes. He's like. You know, he's got his hair spiked up a little bit more than usual and he's like a little bit more dark with his personality. <laughs> Whatever. Here, you're a
3: leather jacket. Now you're a vampire. Exactly.
1: Yep. But we We're get some emotional Michael. closure at the end of the episode because Buffy's leaving biology class and she finds Mr. Greg, Dr. Gregory's um, oh. uh, glasses on the ground and she puts them in the back of his uh, lab coat that for some reason has made its way back into the classroom.
2: Yeah, Both and ones. into the closet where there are like eggs. Yeah, XX. there are more
1: eggs. Yeah, they just leave it. There's more eggs and that's it. We Does never talked
2: about... That doesn't come into play later? No. We never okay.
3: see <laughs> them again. Cool, so... They bug out.
0: Uh, uh. Is that normal for the series? Just to teach oh, yeah. something and just kind of like forget they did it at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, Maybe with
1: Monster of sure. the Week, it's normal
3: enough. Yeah, you saw I saw I was watching this and I saw a lot of similarities to uh Smallville did that a lot too with their when they had their high school years and they're doing the Freak of the Weeks and they're like, Oh hey, here's this Kryptonite enhanced creature we defeat and never see them again.
1: Yeah, it every season has like an overall big bad, and so yeah. you'll see the, that throughout, but there's uh a lot of episodes where you have like a monster of the week, which I think helps. It helps pacing a lot because if you spent, you know, on the rest of the seasons besides the first one are 20 something episodes. If you spent that many huh. just trying to track down the big bad, that gets real stale. But
3: it works like, for what like, this like premise is. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we've already established that the, the master or the leader, huh? Damn it. The master. Thank you. I don't know why I keep wanting to say leader. The Master, we've already established that the Master is the big, bad, evil guy for season one. Yeah. yeah. And they do every so often in most episodes, though at least allude to him or have a scene or two with him, or he'll be the focus of specific episodes. Spoiler alert for next week. Um. Yeah, so it's like which is, that's the problem. I, and they talk about that nowadays where they focus, like, you know, do we really need like TV shows, especially dramas like this, that are like 20 some odd episodes where you can condense everything down to eight, maybe 10, and still have the same impact?
0: The little filler things. So I was talking to Nick Crow about this on his Encounter UFO program, and it's on T&E. <laughs> Tuesday is at 9 as I give him a plug it, it is some it's one of the few UFO programs I didn't want to fast forward it's an anthology bit I didn't want to fast forward through because everything was no filler but you, what you see mostly is the opposite especially for longer series where they have to do like 20 shows yeah they can't keep the, the arc will fall under its own weight if they didn't use filler shows at the same time filler shows if you watch The Flash I, I, I think I've watched like three or four episodes of a season that's it like, it's just like a shit, shit, yeah. shit, shit. Okay, don't, not one just. Well,
3: like, because, like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. And so, obviously, Disney Plus is actually primarily what I have Disney Plus for, is um they have their own uh, shows now, like, live-action shows for the Marvel yeah. Universe. And uh, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, that was one of my most excited ones because the Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie. I'm one of those guys. Um, it's six episodes, and I'm like, if you drug that epi- that show out, which still I've seen every episode of every Disney Plus Marvel TV show, the WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, and then the first episode of What If came out this past Wednesday. Yeah. Um the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was six episodes. What's well, like if you like, and it was just like boom, 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 boom. But if you drug that that show out to 20 some odd episodes it would not have been as good because you know we we have we're establishing we have to go to country to country it's like okay why are we stopping off here to do this that has nothing remotely
0: to do with the mission at hand so it's it, yeah it you can make it more, more. Tany, yeah. concise well, well that's exactly i mean it'll be a lot more of sam and bucky fishing and for six episodes they fucking fish
1: yeah they did episodes. but they, they didn't drag it down they stopped
0: yeah. the fucking fish like how important could it be? Okay, going back to the Buffy. So we get the Buffy. We get why they have to have like the Monster of the Day and the Monster of the Week. Sure, Day. but did it work?
1: It yeah, it worked. I think that I think the Monster of the Week episodes work. They're interesting. They get referenced in later. Um, episodes like yeah. that. they'll they'll um, reference other things. They're they're and- fun. They break up the overall season drama some and give right. give the show levity that it needs. That, so. And it
3: also gives some of the some of the other characters time to shine. Like this was a Xander episode.
1: Yeah, Plus and then get and get to he gets run-
3: another one two episodes later. But even in the first season, there's Xander centric episodes. <laughs> Willow gets an episode, which I think that's episode eight.
1: Yeah, the and then, yeah, even I like
3: Eugene. Yeah. Giles, you know, every book, for the most part, most of the main Scooby Gang, which eventually does involve Cordelia. Uh it's nice because yes, you have the episodes that focuses on whoever the B B E G of the season is, but because there are so many characters, you do get those specific character centric episodes to help give give them more depth as opposed to just hi, I'm background filler.
1: Plus you get to have fun with the whole
3: premise of the hell mouth and all of the supernatural <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, you you I, had I no have a reason why issue. there's Yeah, like you had a reason why they were there and not just oh bad guys are here because it's like, no, the mouth to hell is
0: literally over the school. But we have an yeah. objection. Travis, what's the objection?
2: Oh, I'm I was just trying to say I don't have an issue with the monster. Oh, don't
0: worry, meat, I don't have so.
2: No, no, I don't have an issue with it. I mean I wasn't trying to like voice like any, like displeasure of it by calling it filler, it's just, you know of is what it is like it's padding but it's you know it's good like i'm not saying filler is ever bad you know sometimes you need it to break up that stuff you know it, it's world building kind of it's just adding on to the whole universe
0: there you go yeah I, I think that hits it on the head it does sound a lot like world building now does it end with any cliffhanger that will end into at all no. the next no. episode none okay
2: no, nah, it's just XX in the back With of the, the classroom, ends. and then that's it.
0: That's it. Whew. Okay, well, heck, what would you? I'm just wondering, what would you give this as an episode rating, one to five? Cthulhu's curious. Uh,
1: I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it two. You give two. it a two? Yeah, like it's an enjoyable episode. It's not, and I'm looking at it as a lens of somebody that likes the series. I don't think it's a bad episode, but it's also not my favorite. There are so many more better episode. So somebody that's seen the whole series multiple times,
2: I give it a two. Okay. Well, for this being like, you know, my fourth episode, um, I would give it a four. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought okay. oh, it was enjoyable. I like you know, I like having, you know, Xander have his time to shine, even if he is like a bad character, you know.
0: It's kind See, of... That, that's amazing. Yeah. So I think okay. the freshness of it, the two versus, like, Jess, the- you've seen the entire season and everything, like, all the arcs are done for you, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so you're taking that as a lens of two, and Travis, for yeah. the first time, so this is enjoyable. Maybe <sighs> we can even revisit some of these older ratings and be like,
1: oh, you're right, maybe <laughs> I'm a big defender of season one. A lot of people don't like it. I'm a big defender of it, and I'm not saying that it's a bad episode or it's a bad season. I'm literally I am ranking it based on how I feel about other episodes. So take the two with a grain of salt.
3: Um, Yeah, like it's it's not a bad episode. It's not my least favorite episode, which we will get to that in a couple weeks. What is your Uh rating, Xander? Um, I would give this out of five. A three and a
0: half. Three and a half. feel it was out of five. That's okay. As of right of...
3: now, the second episode is still my favorite, but and I like that you know they f- focused on other characters, but it was just once again, it some of the subject matter didn't age well, and it kind of stuck with me a little bit.
0: Right, which we'll be talking about, I think, later on as well. But that's that's a pretty good episode though. Okay, so any any last statements for many of you for this episode? For Mattis, pretty Mattis. bro. Wow. No, no, it was
3: good. I, it wasn't a bad episode, and I, you know, I would
2: recommend it. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, first, I mean, how did it sound to you, Jim? Like, you know, secondhand. Like, what would you rate it? Just hearing that, it. It's
0: a good question because it made me part of it. Made me remind. It reminded me of Midsummer Murder's second episode on the first season, which has a, like, it's not rape. Well, okay. It's not, like, as we say, the rape, rape episodes. It's going to be sexual assault of a minor, which is rape. But it's a teacher having sex with a student, and the student seduces the teachers, quote unquote, right? Yeah, and this I got was the, the opposite. That vibe from that. I'm like, where it's almost opposite here, where the teacher eventually like come to my house. It was the student going come to my house, and I had the same reaction. Like, in what world do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Like, Hey, I mean, even if the teacher's not hitting on you, don't go to your teacher's house. Yeah. No. Nothing good is gonna happen. Like nothing. It's like it's either gonna be more homework or rape. You know, I was like, you know, get the stick it's like no goodness is going to come from this so i always wonder about those episodes it made me think of that and which is why i asked the questions like if anyone else kind of pick up on the really weird awkward vibe as a teacher i just kind of teach you like all the things not to do with a teacher and, like hitting da, 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 all the other marks so with that and i wonder how much Giles is even worth anything because he's supposed to be the keeper of knowledge. That he completely sucked in this episode. apparently.
2: I mean, note uh, at yeah, one a point bug. where they were in the library trying to pull up information and Buffy gave him directions on where to find something in the <laughs> library. And I'm like, dude, like this is your place.
1: He did okay. have that one contact in England, though, didn't he? Was that this episode? That, yeah. No, um, that
3: was, I thought, his, was that this one? Turned out to be a picture Yeah, it Yeah, we kind of
1: glossed over it. He taught, he called his friend Carlisle, who his, uh, who had run into what he called the she Um He had run into a she mantis previously, and that's how they knew about the whole virgin thing and how uh, deadly she was. I forgot
0: about that. Yeah,
1: we kind of, we got caught up and we kind of glossed over that.
0: So he has some value but it, it doesn't... And again, the entire doubting of Buffy. It, it,
1: this was not dope. a good...
3: There's good Giles episodes and there's bad
2: ones. This
3: I was not a good Giles, Giles episode. Man.
1: Yeah, this is
2: not a good Giles episode. No, what a good Giles episode. Uh, but I do so so far a, uh,
0: <laughs> Well, maybe Giles will be hopefully better later on. because The actor is pretty damn good. That's all I... Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm on
1: my own personal rewatch, and I'm on season six, so I'm mad at Giles right now.
0: Um, Things to look forward to. Things to look <laughs> forward to. And, and so, yeah, I, I would probably, just without knowing it, I probably would give it like a round of three-ish. A, a three-ish, only because and it might even be buffed up a little bit because of the virginity jokes. I never understood that. Like, you're born virgin. Yeah. Like what's like? Oh my god! I'm a I'm a Sue like Sue because you have teeth too. It's kind of normal. Plus, <laughs> it's, like it's like high cool.
2: school. Like, I got you know like yeah. I don't really think that many people are actually having sex that often in high
1: school.
0: I think they say it more. Yeah, I think it's more. Like yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of the point that we're
1: making with Blaine. Yeah. Oh, so that's good.
0: All right. So decent episode. Great review. Thanks very much for from the outsider view. You know, I'm like very interested in this and I can't wait for the next episode episode 5 what's episode 5 called
1: never kill a boy on the first date
0: (laughs) oh that sounds good so on behalf of myself Jim Phoenix my special guests Xander Travis and Jess I like to say bye everyone bye bye